Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. What does an average adult do 12 to 20 times a minute? You breathe. And yet, I really never have thought about that until uh, Dr. Rhoda and, and I discussed this podcast. So today's podcast is going to look at breathing. And so now that I have your attention, I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Rhoda. Yeah, when is the last time you consciously thought about breathing? It's something we do from the moment we're born until our last and final breath. But we aren't often aware of it or pay much thought to it or its impact on our life. Now think about it. Adam was a lump of clay mm -hmm. until God breathed into him and then he took on life. Our breath is our spirit. In fact, the word spirit derives from the Latin word spiritus or spiritus. I'm not sure that's pronounced in Latin, which means breath. So spirit means breath. Ecclesiastes speaks about the, at the, the point of death, our breath returns to the Lord. So I think that our breath is a sacred thing, so to speak. It's, it's the living life force within us. You know, a mother holds her breath when her ch newborn child is born until she hears those lungs fill up with air and that child takes its first, first breath. Breathing is really a big deal. And I've recently become more and more aware of my breathing. And I wanted to share some information that I've been studying with you because it's fascinating for me and it's been helpful for me and I hope it can be helpful for you as well. Do you ever feel stressed out <laughs> once in a while? When you feel stressed, that's the amygdala at work. And we've talked about the amygdala before. It's at the center of your brain, right above your brainstem. Looks like two little almonds. That's the part of your brain that's responsible for the fight or flight response. You know, you would be so proud of me, Dr. Rhoda. I watched a documentary on a, a rock climber, free climber, and they did they did the, the scan, mm -hmm. uh, the MRI on his brain, and they found that his amygdala was not... Just didn't fire as much. Uh, just did not fire as a typical individual. And I thought, I actually know where that's located in the brain. <laughs> and I actually know the function of that before they told me so. Wasn't right. that, I watched that same documentary on a plane. Were you on a plane? Yes, I yes. was on a plane. It is fascinating, that guy and what he did. It's incredible. So, yeah, I wish I could remember the solo something. Solo, yeah. Solo climb, solo. Really, really good. Anyway, so that amygdala gets fired up. We go throughout the day. We perceive different things that could be of danger to us. We become more and more stressed. You know, the quickest way to calm the amygdala down is to become more aware of your breathing. Fastest way. What you talk to yourself, what you say to yourself, and how you breathe are those two ways. So let me explain. I'll go a little bit deeper here. The vagus nerve is the longest nerve in your body. It runs from the back of the neck, brainstem area, down to the abdomen. And it's a squiggly, shaggy nerve that branches through most of our major organs, connecting them from our brain all the way down to our colon. It's almost like a system of roots or cables that connects all of our, our different organs together. So I was reading an article by Edith Zimmerman, and she states that, per a recent Harvard Health blog, the vagus nerve activates your relaxation response, which reduces your heart rate and blood pressure, and it acts like a break on stress. Pretty important nerve, right? Those are mm -hmm. all things that are... Especially when you consider chronic stress and stress overload. And I think in America, based on, on recent travels that you've had, that I've had, we just realized uh, Americans, it's a fast-paced society yeah. if, we, if we like it or not. And I read a very, very good book not too long ago. This is kind of what got me thinking about this. Uh, people with post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, sure. And how the, the yoga seems to really be working for them. Well, it turns out it's the breathing 
part of it. It's mm-hmm. more than that. But part of it is the breathing in yoga that stimulates this vagus nerve that helps them come down from such traumatic stress. Yeah, so we've got this vagus nerve that goes through, winds throughout all of our, our major organs. How do we activate the vagus nerve? Through intentional breathing. So the vagus nerve is listening to the way we breathe, and then it sends a message to the heart to either speed up or slow down. Okay, and the, if your heart speeds up, you're going to be more stressed. If your heart slows down, you'll be less stressed, and that impacts blood pressure and everything else. So if you want to be able to relax on demand, or if you want to be able, able to teach your children or your students how to relax when they're feeling upset and stressed, we have a tip for you. Breathe. So let's talk about this a little bit more. Here are a couple of breathing exercises to try. And what I would encourage you is just play around with this a little bit. Try it. Over the next week, try some of these things and see if you notice a difference. Different exercises have impacted me differently as I as I play with this. So Zimmerman suggests that the ideal breathing pattern for optimal relaxation is six times per minute. So what that would mean is you would, for five seconds, you're breathing in, and for five seconds, you're breathing out, and you do this six times and you're in a minute. And if you really want to get into a state of relaxation, take a minute and do that, and that'll just calm everything. There's another exercise that I really like, and it focuses on the idea that the exhale is what really stimulates the vagus nerve. So I sit or I lay in a comfortable position, close my eyes, take a deep breath in using your diaphragm, you know, so full fill up your lungs, feel your chest expand. So you breathe in for a count of five, six, seven, whatever's comfortable for you. It's different for different people. I, then I hold that for about four and then I exhale. For me, I'm comfortable with an exhale at about eight. So I want to exhale longer than I breathe in. That's the big key. It's the long exhale that really that parasympathetic system, which is part of the vagus nerve, it helps to stimulate that. So you want to, maybe we want to build some triggers into your day to remind you, such as every time before you eat, you're going to take some deep breaths or when you go to the restroom or when you sit down at your desk or before you fall asleep at night. And I think what's really key here is these actionable items you do it when you have the opportunity. It's not where it's so structured that you say, I'm only going to do it at this time. You simply make use of the opportunities that naturally present themselves throughout the day. You know my trigger for me? When I get in my car. I do it when I drive. Okay. I'm going to be breathing anyway. I was anyway. going to say, why are you nervous when you get into your <laughs> no, car? Why, why I, does your stress no. level go up? But uh, These are just my, so that's my regular, like I do it on a regular basis, trying to keep my stress level leveled out. Mm-hmm. And so I do it then. Now, definitely I've had presentations and stuff or, or things where I'm not really certain. I'm going into a meeting that's a little tenacious and I will do this breathing and it just helps me be in such a better place before I go in. So one of the things that Dr. Rhoda shared with me, and this was several years ago because mm-hmm. I always get uh, a little uptight before me meetings before mm-hmm. presentations and, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And she said, Marty, you know, just go out for a walk and relax and take in everything else that's out there. And, and what's amazing to me is when you do that, and obviously you've, you've prepared before the meeting, mm-hmm. but when you do that, it's like a reset yeah. and your breathing, etc., really helps that uh, when, when you do come to that time to present, you're in a state where you can present optimally. Yeah. Some activity really helps level out your brain chemistry. If you're starting to feel anxiousness build up. So activity, physical activity, the walking helps lower that. And then when you walk, you typically breathe more, more oxygen, which then also then physically takes care of your body. So it takes both your mind and your body. So, so I don't know with, with you, Dr. Rhoda, but for me, when I do stretches in the morning, et cetera, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost, and the breathing, when it finally readjusts, I really feel it. Yes. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's yes, yeah. that, yes, that's a great word to, to, to describe yep, it. Yeah, absolutely. There's a kinesthetic connection. You can, you can feel it in your body. It's like, 
Whoa, that feels better. You know, this is something that you can try for yourself. See if it works for you. Encourage your kids. Next time your kid is feeling upset, you know, just ask them to just take a few breaths and teach them how to do that. Boy, if that's a skill you can learn as a child to help regulate your emotions through breathing, think of the less stress that's going to cause you throughout your lifetime. So, so here, once again, you know, Dr. Rode and I had coffee this morning, just great discussion. And, and here we're talking and saying, wow, all of this good stuff. Well, we had talked about, okay, study habits and we know it's important, but yet as teachers, how much time do we spend on it? And here, here's just another perfect example. The power of breathing uh, appropriately to lower the stress level. We know it. I mean, scientifically, it, it backs up what we know. It works. We've experienced it. And yet, I'll be frankly honest, I have never had a conversation with students or my kids to say, hey, you know what? Um, this is a, a life skill that you should be aware of. Yeah. And yet we know the difference that it makes. So once again, yep. thanks, Dr. Roto. Absolutely. Just for fun, just a few other things that trigger breathing and are really good for us. Laughing, all right? And so I when you have that, that good friend that you just really laugh with, um, that's just so very, very healthy. You're you're doing that relaxed, that relaxed breathing. Singing in a choir is huge. Quite a few studies recently have been published about the benefits of choral singing. As you sync your voice and breathing to others, there's a connected bond that happens that's very good for our social emotional health, but also as we inhale and exhale while singing, it's a stress reliever. So, and most choirs I've been a part of also tend to turn into laughter sometime throughout the rehearsal. So, so, so just so you know, like Dr. Rhoda, I would be an anomaly to that research because <laughs> I can't sing. So I think that I probably would raise the stress level and the breathing <laughs> patterns of those around me, but, but good for you. That one might not be for you, right? But if it is for you, join a choir, get your kids singing. It's good for the body and it's good for the soul. So yeah, this is just in, in conclusion, final thoughts here. It's a simple thing, right? Sometimes I thought, well, should we really dedicate a podcast to, to breathing? I mean, that's just everybody does it. But here again, have you ever had a coach when you were growing up, if you played a sport or something, you had a coach and they just tweaked something a little bit and made a big difference in your game, you know, your batting stance or how you could, you know, those different tweaks. This breathing is kind of like a tweak. Mm -hmm. It's a little tiny thing, but when you can become aware, really, it's a big thing because if you're not doing it, it's the biggest thing. <laughs> if you're not but, doing it, you're not here. Right? That's right. But if you can just tweak it a little bit, be a little bit more intentional of it, be aware of it for you, for your children, for your students. We think it can make a difference in the quality of your life and help you thrive. And that's what we're about. And just to add to that, when you add up this awareness of all of these small items, mm -hmm. if, if we put them in a bucket of small, when you add them up collectively, they do really make a difference. So what Dr. Rhoda and I are trying to do is, even though there's overlap with some of these, is mm -hmm. slowly package them together. And really, if you follow these actionable items over time from these podcasts, it's not just one thing, but it's collectively, they will really... Yeah, powerfully impact you. Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five takeaways from our episode on breathing. Number one, be mindful, uh, awareness of your breathing patterns. Uh, remember, slow down. The optimal relaxation is six times per minute. Number two, uh, try some of the exercises Dr. Rhoda suggested, such as exhaling longer than you're inhaling. Number three, set up natural triggers in your day 
in which you can practice these breathing patterns. Not artificial, but natural uh, triggers to help you be successful in this. Number four, uh, share the results with others. Uh, tell us if it works for you or if it doesn't work for you. And, and, and again, it's a combination of many small things that make di big differences in our lives. And number five, if you haven't had a chance, please revisit last week's episode on adult play. We have received some great, great feedback. Remember, it's hashtag childhood challenge, all one word. Uh, hashtags the pound side, childhood challenge, all one word. And, and certainly check it out yourself. I will guarantee that you will laugh and smile as you view that. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.